savvy studio owners know that they have to have a presence on social media. There are a few rare exceptions to this, but in general, fitness studios rely on social channels to raise brand awareness, visibility, and to connect with their community. But social media can be an absolute beast to manage and many studio owners feel overwhelmed by it or have such a strong dislike for dealing with it that they end up outsourcing it at significant expense. So the question I want to answer today is just how much time do studio owners really need to spend on social media? And the answer might just surprise you. Let's dive in. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm the founder of Spring 3 and I work exclusively with boutique fitness studio owners on business and marketing and growth strategies. And I can't believe that I've been doing this for 10 years now. And before that, I was a Pilates teacher. And before that, I was a triathlete working long hours in the financial industry. Now, the one constant over that whole period of time is the importance of understanding just how impactful social media can be when it's used properly and how impactful it can be on your business growth. Now, you know, just as well as I do, that social media really has risen to the surface as that sort of star player in the world of marketing. In fact, when so many folks think of marketing these days, we just think of social media. Countless brands have been built exclusively on social media platforms to unbelievable success. And hearing stories about other businesses making it big through perhaps very simple and easy to use avenue makes other business owners wonder, how could social media be the secret source to my success too? Now, you know, I'm a no nonsense kind of person, especially when it comes to social media. So my goal for today's episode is to share a few things with you. Number one, I'm going to shed some light on some common misconceptions about social media. Number two, I want to help you, studio owners and business owners, view social media through your own unique lens so that it can be helpful to you. And finally, I'm going to give you some practical advice about exactly how much time you as a studio owner, as a business owner, should really be spending on social media. And the answer might surprise you. Okay. So first up, as a studio business, a consultant and coach, I have had more conversations that I can count with really busy studio owners who are grappling with social media because it can really feel like an absolute must-have component to a comprehensive marketing strategy, which I agree with it. It is. It's a part of a marketing strategy, but it can be all too easy to get swept up in that sort of keeping up with the Joneses of what other studios are doing and perhaps in the process, lose sight of what might be right for your 
studio business. Now, when I work with studio owners inside of my marketing intensive program, where we focus exclusively on, as you might have guessed from the name, marketing your studio business, we talk a lot about social media. But one of the things I emphasize heavily in that program is that that is not the only avenue you have to creating visibility for your business. And I'm a really big believer that we should not rely only on social media to bring new people into our business. We should not be relying only on social media to form connections with our community. We should be looking at all of the different tools, all of the different levers that we might have in our business available to us and know which one to use when, right? And that's one of the things that when you are working alone and you are you are on social media and you are perhaps seeing fellow studio owners who perhaps look like they're having a wonderful time on social media, posting amazing reels and videos and stories, and you just don't know how you're supposed to keep up with that, then you know these are the sorts of things that come up for so many people because it can be, it can feel a bit like you have to be doing it in order for you to be successful at marketing. And I'm not sure I always believe that to be the case. Now, When it does come to social media, I want to start by talking about some of the misconceptions that people may have about social media, some of the myths um, when it comes to using social media effectively. Um, And, you know, these are my top five. I have probably got a few more. (laughs) Some of these myths I want to bust for you because I hear things, some of these quite often. um, And I want to, I want to kind of shed a bit of light um, on what the reality is of using social media effectively in your business. Now, the first myth, the first thing I hear is, oh my goodness, I should be using social media because it's free to use. And this is, this is a bit of a myth because sure, yes, there is no paywall to enter the great wide world of social media platforms. However, the planning, the designing, and the implementation of a social media marketing strategy is definitely nothing close to free. It costs you time, it costs your business time, it may cost resources, and in some cases, outsourcing expenses. And depending on the degree to which you do all of those things, these costs can add up and they can be significant, especially especially if this kind of marketing is stressful or overwhelming to you. The more stressful you find posting to social media, the more it's going to drain you and the less energy you're going to have for the things that you really enjoy doing. So no, social media marketing is not free. (laughs) Number two, the second myth that I want to bust for you today when it comes to social media is this. Oh, this is one of my favorites. That the more followers you have, the more revenue your business will get. And the name of the game with social media is, yes, it's to increase brand awareness and to get your followers um, to engage with you, right? And, And it's not necessarily about follower numbers. Now, it wasn't all that long ago where people could buy followers and all of a sudden you have those big thousands and thousands and thousands of numbers of followers. And so the reality is, is that the number of followers actually means very little, what matters is the engagement that you have with your followers, that people are interacting with your content. People are excited by the content that you're posting and interacting and engaging with it. And when you see that happening, that's when you're, you're, you know that your brand 
is getting visibility. You know that your brand is getting attention. And that is um, showing you that perhaps some of the things you're posting is working for your business to generate some visibility, right? And all of that type of content that gets folks to engage with you, this is beneficial to your business. Um, But I will say that you can post some amazing content and it doesn't necessarily generate revenue directly, right? And, you know, I have had many, 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 many studio owners and teachers who have got huge follower numbers and post absolutely fantastic content and get great engagement and get absolutely zero dollars for all of that effort. Um, And so it's actually, it's quite difficult to measure whether or not your social media efforts are paying off um, unless you're running sort of specific ads or you're paying to play, as it were, you're paying for, for ads on the platforms. But one of the things that I, I think we, we need to start to think about as we're posting social media is to think about the intention behind every single post that you're posting, right? Because we, yes, we want to get some followers, but we definitely want to build engagement because that is what then leads to um, increased in revenue. And that's why we're all there, right? (laughs) All right. The third myth is that you need to be on every single platform that exists out there. And yes, this is tempting to do. It's tempting to create an account on every known social media platform and start trying to pump out content across the board of whatever you can think of doing, right? And the reality is, is that as you're adding more and more platforms into the mix, you are going to be adding more and more time to um, working within those platforms and, and knowing how those platforms works because each of these platforms tends to look for something slightly different, right? And I do encourage all of you to cross post and use the same content across different platforms. If you decide to use more than one or two platforms. However, my recommendation is always to think about where you are going to be most effective with your time and your energy. And that what that comes back to is what we were just talking about, which is where are you going to be that's going to get the get you the results and outcomes that you want, right? And oftentimes if we're posting across all platforms, we end up actually perhaps skipping um, some of the n- sort of let's say what's the, some of the more tedious details of posting across different platforms um, and knowing what each platform is looking for. Um, and so you may end up say posting something that doesn't look as good on other platforms as it looked on the original platform you posted to, right? So something you might post to Instagram might not look so good on Pinterest, might not look so good on LinkedIn. It might not look so good on TikTok. It might not look so good on YouTube, right? So We want to make sure that we are being strategic about where you're spending time when it comes to social media. Okay. And the, the sort of the best advice I can give you is to really focus on the platforms where your clients are most likely to be engaging, right? So think about where your clients are and where they're most likely to be engaging with your content. Okay. All right. So that's number three. You do not need to be present on every single social media platform. <laughs> All right, no, let's dive in to my the fourth myth that um, I hear often. And that is that all you have to do is post and post frequently and that's it. Show up, post, post frequently and leave. And partially this is true. So this is not a complete myth. Um, this is partially true. And 
Although it's true that, you know, any brand using social media should post content regularly and consistently, right? Those two things are important. Um, It isn't enough to simply throw a post on social media. The idea is to really create that interest and engagement. And that actually requires thoughtful choices of what gets posted, when, um, and um, how you can create perhaps a two-way conversation between your brand and its followers. Okay. So yes, you do have to post. Yes, you do have to post frequently. Yes, you do have to post consistently. Um, but you kind of also have to be there to engage too. All right. So it's not just about posting and ghosting. So let's, I want to just move really quickly into the fifth and final myth that, um, that I, I want to share with you today. And this is something that we all kind of know deep down, but sometimes I think it's worthwhile raising because it's, it's, we don't always remember. And, and this is something that it doesn't mean anything. I want to start with that. It doesn't mean anything about you as a, what you're posting. Um, but it's, it's just kind of the way it is. And that is that not everyone will see all of your posts. In fact, your followers will most likely not see your posts, honestly. <laughs> so, you know, there is this myth that if we post something, then all, every single one of our followers will see the post. So, and this shows, this sort of raises ugly head when, um, it, when, when folks are saying running a promotion, right? Or when there is a special announcement about something that's happening in the studio, right? Say you're closing or say there's a a change in class time or say there's a a teacher leaving or a new teacher coming or something that you want everyone to see and be aware of. And you craft this beautiful post. It's got great pictures. It's got a great caption. You've got everything in there to make it a fantastic post and you post it and you kind of think, okay, I posted it. It's done. I've told them. They know that's that. Unfortunately, what we know from the algorithm, it's got absolutely nothing to do with you and who you are, but it's a hundred percent to do with that algorithm, which is that you're probably only two, maybe 3%. That's it. Of your followers will actually see your post, right? So of every hundred followers you have, maybe two, maybe three people will see your posts, right? And unfortunately, this means that you kind of have to be quite, or maybe this is a good thing, but you kind of have to be a little bit repetitive with the things that you post, right? So if you are having a promotion, if you are, if you do have a big announcement, if you do want people to really know about what's happening um, in your studio, then you cannot just post once and leave it there and walk away and think that everybody now knows. It's highly unlikely that they do. So we want to make sure that we are um, aware of that And then we can kind of perhaps fix and solve that problem, right? So the fact is most of your followers will not see most of your posts. In fact, stats show that only about 3% of followers will see any given post, 3%. Crazy, but true. Okay. So quick recap on these five myths that are absolute nonsense when it comes to social media. Number one is that social media marketing is free. It's not. Takes time, effort energy, and often money too. Number two is that your followers, lots of followers leads to lots of revenue. Nope. Again, not true. The name of the game of social media is to create that connection and to have engaged followers. So the number of followers does not lead directly to the amount of revenue you're generating your business. Okay. 
Number three, you need a presence on all the platforms. Absolutely not. In fact, I encourage you to not do this. I encourage you to pick the platforms that are going to work best for your business. Number four is all you have to do is post and post frequently. Again, nope, that's not the name of the game anymore. It's not just about posting and showing up, posting and leaving. You have to stick around for that two-way conversation. And finally, if you post something, all of your followers will see it. That's absolutely not the case. Unfortunately, it's a real shame. I wish it was true. It's not. So we just have to bear that in mind when we are posting about things that we want people to really be aware of. Okay. So now that we've gotten into some of those commonly held myths about social media, let's look at things through a slightly different point of view, right? And this is critical because it is the only point of view that really matters. And that is the perspective of your unique studio business. I want you to look at social media from the perspective of what is going to work best for your business. And when you look at this and or anything related to your studio and the business through the lens of what your business needs, then your social media strategy will become more clear. Now, as the studio owner, in the position you have, you have got choices, right? Thinking about it in terms of the services that you offer, perhaps, right? There is a reason why you choose to offer classical Pilates or a former training or mat classes. You know, you teach bar or yoga or bungee because those movement modalities are right for you, right? You didn't choose them because other studios were offering those kinds of classes. Hit classes and boot camps and CrossFit are all extremely popular fitness classes too, but maybe you don't teach those. Maybe you don't teach HIIT or boot camp or CrossFit. Maybe that's not your thing, right? The same applies to social media. If the thought of, say, producing videos or creating reels um, gives you anxiety and dread and makes you want to run in the other direction, then you know perhaps doing something else that feels more in line with your strengths and your passions than reels and videos, maybe, maybe you should be spending time doing more of what you enjoy um, and that's what you should be dedicating your marketing energy to. Now, that said, social media should almost always, almost always be a component to your overall marketing strategy. But I want to encourage you to look at it through the uniqueness of your studio business and what you do in your business and think about how it can serve your business, right? What are, I should say, where are the clients that you want to work with? Who are the people that you want to bring into your studio? What kind of content would they like to see you share with them? What kind of content do they value and engage with? What kind of content perhaps even do you enjoy creating? And that, that last question actually matters quite a lot. Your work should be fulfilling and gratifying, not frustrating and tedious, right? When it comes to social media, you get to choose what kind of content you post to whatever platforms make sense for you and your business, okay? And I really want you to take that and, 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 and take that sort of piece of advice and use it in your business because I don't want to see you chasing after something that isn't going to serve your business, even if it might look like it's working for someone else, right? When it comes to your social media, when it comes to your marketing, you get to choose what you will do and what is going to serve your business best. And usually deep down, 
you really know what that is. Okay. So I know the big question is, the big question remains, how much time should you really be spending on social media? So I want to show you some statistics. Um, and these are put together by um, a large company. And I'm going to link to the link in the show notes. Um, but the data shows that around 63% of small business owners spend between one and five hours per week on social media. Okay. Now of those, about a third of them don't want to spend that much time on it. Now I'm guessing you might be in that camp too, right? And you know, when, it, when we talk to the experts and we speak to people who spend a lot of time on social media and a lot of time building small businesses on social media, you know, the, the, the expert advice ranges from spending a set amount of time each day or week, maybe one hour a day or 30 minutes a day, um, to perhaps just suggesting a certain number of posts per day or a certain number of engagement minutes per day or week. It really kind of depends on the platform. Okay. And, you know, my recommendation is that you want to post enough to be visible and to create that connection. Okay. And a lot of the, whether or not, you know, a lot of the, the, the decision around how much time is spent there is going to be tied to, um, the systems or the processes that you use to create content on your platform as well as quite honestly, just how much time you have available to dedicate to social media, right? Now, oftentimes when we talk about this, the question comes up, especially if it's someone who um, is not that excited about posting on social media. The question that comes up is, okay, why can't I, or should I go and hire a social media management firm to run my social media for me? Okay. And um, this is a kind of a long and tedious answer, unfortunately, but I do kind of have a strong take on it because I have worked myself with many, studi many, um, studios who have worked with agencies. I've also worked with agencies. I have friends who work for agencies and my take on it is that it might feel like it's a very easy solution. It might feel like it's a solution that would mean that you don't ever have to think about social media again. And my goodness, if that was the case, we would all be doing it 100%. But unfortunately, um, it's not the case. Just like whenever you outsource anything in your business, for the most part, there is an element of management that you have to oversee. And when you are outsourcing or allowing someone else to take the reins on your marketing messaging, they better be really, really clear about exactly the tone the type of language, the type of content, the type of message that you want them to, to share with your followers. All right. And more often than not, um, when social media companies take on a boutique fitness studio, they are, it's very, it's very, very challenging for them to, to, to find that voice. Um, and oftentimes you actually end up writing the content still creating the content, sending them the pictures of your studio, sending them the graphics um, and coordinating all of this and perhaps even educating this third party. And even then it may not even get you the results that you are looking for and it can cost you an awful lot. So there are lots of other ways that you can outsource social media or sort of delegate social media um, and create systems in your business that makes it a lot easier, simpler, and less time consuming to post to social media. So um, 
I talk a lot about that with all of my, my studio owners inside of the marketing intensive program, as well as inside of Thrive. This is a big one for me because I want to make sure that you're not spending time doing things that you don't need to be doing unless you absolutely have to, right? So I didn't answer the question for you yet, did I? <laughs> Which is how much time should you really be spending on social media? So two tokens of advice. Number one, I want you to think about whether or not your social media marketing is working for you. And if it isn't working, I want you to stop doing what you're doing right now and think about how you can get results using your social media platforms that you've decided to use. Okay. So I'm not saying quit at all. What I'm saying is I want you to only spend time on something that's actually going to get results, which means you need to be approaching any time you do spend on social media with intention. So what's the outcome that you want? And every day that might be slightly different right? But it's important to know why you're there and why you're posting. And once you've kind of thought about that, you, I want you to think about what is going to show whether you have achieved that outcome, okay? Because it's not always easy to measure at all, but I want you to be able to measure something. I want you to have some sort of a measure as to whether or not you um, have achieved the outcome that you want to achieve from the time that you're spending uh, on social media, Okay. Number two, I want you to spend as much time as you need to on the social media activities that feel authentic to you. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, social media is really there to connect with other people. And so if you go into it with that mentality, then you might find that a lot of things start to shift for you and and how you use the platforms. And personally, I like to connect and comment as much as I like to post because to be honest, and that's the big takeaway here, you know, your activities on social media are all about connecting with others, not just posting and ghosting, not just posting and walking away, right? Um, not a, just a check box, you know, I've, I've posted social media today, check, right? That's not what we're here. That's not what it's about. It's about connecting with others and creating and building relationships on an ongoing basis. Okay. Now I said, I gave you two tips of advice, but, um, two bits of advice I should say, but I have one more for you. Right. And that is that, you know, there are many tools and processes that you can use to make social media simple and far less time consuming. I touched on this already, but one of the things I encourage you to do is to batch create your content, which means that you don't try to make content on the fly. You know, what type of content you want to post and you know what they want your content to be about. And once you know those two things, you can write captions and you can edit captions and you can repurpose captions. um, And you can create these in sort of one sitting where you can create enough for a week, two weeks, three weeks, or even a month, right? And once you have got that kind of plan in place, you can use a scheduling tool or or, um, just simply map out the content that you want in a spreadsheet or on a document. Um, and then you know exactly what you're posting when, and you're not wasting your valuable time trying to create content on the fly. Now, not only will this mean that you're much more organized and which always takes away a lot of that sense of overwhelm and, and, and pressure and stress. Um, but it means that you're able to plan ahead of time around perhaps promotions you want to share information about and so on. So there's a lot that you can do in terms of tools and processes and systems. And, you know, this is where I think that there is usually um, a huge opportunity to um, really optimize the way that you, you use social media for your business. 
Um, for most studios, I see this is where I, there is a there's a big opportunity. Um, and in my marketing intensive, I, I actually show exactly how to create content that is unique to you and that is just the right amount of content for your unique business. Because what you're going to be posting and what's the right amount of content and the right type of content is going to be slightly different from the studio down the street. A hundred percent. I'm certain of that. So if you want to learn more about that program, the marketing intensive, the link is in the show notes. All right. So there you have it. Those five common myths and misconceptions about social media. We busted through them all and now you know better, right? Um, We talked about how to view social media through the lens of your own studio and some practical advice on how much time you should be really spending on social media and how to use that time. I hope this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast was helpful to you. If it was, be sure to never miss another episode. Hit that follow, star, arrow, (laughs) whatever the subscribe button looks like, wherever you're listening to podcasts uh, today, and you will never miss another episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.